All the road and go. Where am I to go, me Johnny? Where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go? Hello, and welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. Today we are in Forks, Washington. I had no idea how much stuff that uh, has been found on the beach here. We are with John, and he's going to kind of take us through his museum and talk about what he's got, and I am just in awe. That's all I can say. Welcome, John, to Where Am I To Go podcast. Thank you, thank you. Well, this is uh, 47 years of packing it off the beach. Um, eight years ago, I retired as the only plumber in town, and I made my plumbing shop into a museum and open to the public. And uh, it's been uh, more and more people all the time. You so, can't miss the place. No, I've built a lot of sculptures <laughs> and stuff. Um, and as you might notice, the glass floats. That's the holy grail of beachcombing is to find a glass float. Right. So Tell us about the glass floats. Well, the Japanese used them. I uh, started making them in 1910 and quit using them in the early 60s when plastic came around. They used them for their nets and their long line fishing. Okay, and they're all different sizes. I mean, yes. you've got one over here that's probably, what, just about two foot in diameter? Yeah, two foot down to inch and a half. And you can buy these? You've got I have, them for I sale? I have some for sale, and then I have a lot of my own that I've found. And how often do you find them now? Are they still Not very often. I've found one, one or two the last couple of winters. Sometimes you find 27, sometimes you don't find any. Just depends the current's going around and when it decides to come in, the wind decides to bring them in. But it has to have been floating for 40 years if they were last oh, yeah. made in... Yes. Wow. That's hard to believe the stuff just sits out there and floats around and floats around and floats around. So, and you've got a pretty good collection of them over here inside of a... Uh, Cage. I yeah, guess these are some it. of my big ones here. And were those specifically Japanese, or were there other countries? Well, there's uh, Japanese made the twice uh, the twice heated ones, and then they started making uh, Taiwan, China. They would blow them into a mold, and so they were only heated once. Okay. And so their temperament one is wasn't as good. So the ones that are blown are blown and then reheated are tempered and are stronger. Okay. And they're, uh, they're all a colored glass, right? Mm -hmm. and then you've got a whole bunch of bottles over here. You find all those bottles on the beach too? Yep, everything in here. Thank you. Wow. So these are, these dark ones here is Suntory whiskey. That, there's so many because that was the preferred drink of the Japanese sailors. They had a superstition, you always leave a sip in there for the gods. And so there was still a sip in them when you found them on yep. the beach? So wow. A lot of them still do. And is that still is that still made or? Yes, still made. Same bottle, same whiskey today. Really? And a whole bunch of other bottles. You've got some little looks like medicine bottles. Well, or these ones here are uh, uh, energy drink bottles, Japanese energy drinks. Oh, these, really? These really little ones are hangover drinks made in Japan. So when they got through with the whiskey and threw it back in, they drank yeah. the hangover yeah. drink and. And so. These ones up here are the more recent ones because uh, you used to keep the common ones, you know, because the ones on the wall over there are the older ones. But now everything's plastic, so if you find a glass bottle, it's a keeper. Okay. And this stuff just washes up on shore constantly? Yeah. 
Do you do you go high tide or low tide or does it matter? Some depends where you're going, which beach you're going to. I guess you probably know your beaches pretty well. Oh yeah, I got to know the beaches, the tides, the weather. This is some of the uh, after World War II the. Uh, Navy did their warfare testing off the coast here. Um, sonar buoy, bomb, mine deployment chute, bomb drags. Stuff would wash in on the beach. This is a, an anchor chain from the 15th or 16th century. What? The beach eroded out eight feet to bedrock. That's the picture of the chain. Right. It's piled up at the top picture. And that's the outline of the ribs of the ship and the sandstone bedrock. Wow. So the marine archaeologist that dated this for me said they don't know of a shipwreck that old on our coast, on the west coast here, so. That's crazy. Oh, that's cool. And you've got a whole chain, I mean, there's probably what, 60 foot of chain there or something? Well, at least, yeah. Wow. So you've this, got a bunch of pulleys. That stuff doesn't just sit on the bottom of the ocean, it washes a, in. That was a fishing boat that washed ashore, fully rigged, the people abandoned. They said they were sinking and they abandoned ship. Coast Guard got them and it just, Watch the shore fully rigged, nothing wrong with it. Wow, okay. And you've got a whole bunch of boots. Yeah, so this stuff is from the Japanese 2011 tsunami that washed over here. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the recognizable stuff. Thousands of these buoys are from there, but this stuff you can recognize by names or what it is. Uh-huh. Like the mannequin heads were used as scarecrows. They put a floppy hat and a garbage sack on them. Okay. Uh, that's Ibisu and Dakutan, a carved wood carving uh, two Japanese gods. Wow. And this, this ball here had a bunch of names on it, so we took it back to Japan to try and find the owner. So the people that did this film, Lost and Found, based it on this ball, taking it back to Japan, trying to oh. find the owner. Did they find him? No. But we found the owner of several balls, buoys, and a child's helmet. Really? So you can watch that on Amazon. You've got a tire. How long did it take this stuff to start showing up after the, big, the tsunami? The big high-winded stuff... Eight, nine months, and then over the course of two years, all the other stuff. And in about two years, the lumber, which floats down in the water and the wind doesn't push wow. it. Wow. This is just amazing. Yeah. And it's just a drop. It's not even a drop in the bucket as to what's out there. So there's a Rokon motorcycle. That washed up? Yeah, everything. And that was, from the, everything that was from the no, that tsunami? Or? No, no. How did it get out there? Well, I found the story behind it. Um, a local Indian kid had to have it, his dad said, and he bought it. And the second trip down the beach, he came back without it. He got it stuck in the surf, washed it away. Oh, no. And I found it a year later. Wow. So how much time do you spend on the beach every day? Well, I go once a week still. Once a week? But back in the day when things were going good, I'd go either every day after work, I'd go, you know, weekends. The stuff was coming in. I was down there. This is crazy. You, uh, these are gillnet floats, these little okay. two-by-eight. Two by Those were in the Japanese in the early 50s and 60s had the six-mile-long drift nets. Okay. So they would leave them two weeks, come back and pull them up, and it would catch everything. And they outlawed them in the 70, early 70s, and they just let them go. So this used to be the most common thing you'd find on the beach. Okay. And now it's plastic water bottles. Huh. And now you've got, you, you've got a cage here that's what probably eight by eight that's no, it's five by five ten feet tall ten feet tall there's twenty five thousand in there okay i was going to say have you counted them all and yeah these <laughs> i did the ones outside has got the same size and it's full and it's got the same amount on there wow you've got some fish light attraction buoys 
So you I made this to keep the kids busy, a sand table with toys to play with. And now what about all these rocks and fossils? You okay, found this, all these on the beach too? Yeah, everything in here is on the beach. Everything. This is pillow lava. It's when the lava bubbles up in the ocean, superheats the sand and cools really fast. This, this and the scallop shells are all 4 to 24 million years old. Wow. And you've got a whole table of these fossils. So this is, this is the small plastic stuff where you've got just a little bit of everything, small plastic, you know, toothbrushes, combs, whatever, markers, pens. It's just miscellaneous small stuff. This is miscellaneous medium-sized stuff. And where does, where does all this small stuff come from? Just all over the world? Yeah. And, and it's been yeah. dumped out there in what they call the, the big uh, plastic... Garbage patch, yeah. Garbage patch. And it breaks off and then comes on in. Yeah. And so these camera bags, hockey equipment, doll heads, shoes, and a bunch of other items in here are container spill items. Uh, when a container falls off, a ship breaks open and the stuff, a whole bunch of one brand new thing floats up on the beach. Really? It's like the last one was the Yeti ice chest, the children's play mats, and the bicycle helmets up there. <laughs> um, those were uh, uh, a container. It's lost 1,800 containers in one ship, off of one ship. Really? One storm down by Hawaii. Yeah. And what breaks them open? Because those things are pretty well sealed, aren't they? Well, they, there was, they showed pictures of the ship. And some of them are laying there just ripped in two when they went to go fall oh. off. And then if and when they do fall off and they're floating, they're in the shipping lane. So another ship will come along, hit them, and rip them open. Wow. Do you ever end up with full containers or? No, no. Huh. So the shoe the shoe <laughs> boat the shoe boats here. These are all the I call them lost souls. <laughs> Flip flops, shoes. You know the people lost. And these are the container spill Nikes. In 91, they had the great Nike shoe spill and all the, all of us beachcombers were uh, outfitting all our friends and family with brand new Nike shoes. Really? Yeah, and and how far offshore did this container fall in? This is after a year and a half. A year and a half? Floating on the water. Yeah. Wow. This is just crazy. And this is some... Uh, Military type flares and man overboard buoys. These are sauna buoys, uh, nuclear sub locator beacons, Navy smoke bomb flares. Are they still charged or no. have they been discharged? No, they've been discharged. There's a World War II life raft radio. <laughs> there's this hard, is crazy. Hard hats, frisbees, uh, signs. Signs are really cool to find because they tell you about themselves. Right. What's the most unusual sign you've found? Uh, I like the sea farm in Norway because my, my relatives are from Norway. But How did that get over here on the Pacific coast? Must have fallen they're, off of the ship. No, that's just the name of the farm. They oh. farm the Atlantic salmon over here. Okay. And then the speed limit 12 and the <laughs> off limits sign there. Right. So and this is a bunch of, uh, this is what I call my picnic section cups and koozies and bowls and forks and spoons and aluminum cans full of stuff and yeah balls lots of balls oh, i would yeah. imagine the balls would be fairly common just people playing on the beach and yep. they get carried out Frisbees and then the next and balls. tide brings them back in a lot of them came from the tsunami really yeah so then wow. there's my brush section <laughs> different brushes there's pumice from all over the world most a lot of it from st helens 
Okay, and that washed out the Columbia and then came back up yep. on, uh, well, that must have traveled north. It was all up and down the beaches, yeah. Wow. So does your current primarily come in like from Alaska and works down the no, coast or does it, it come it from comes, California and work up? It goes up, it goes north up of uh, Japan, turns and comes across before it gets to Russia, turns and comes across here, turns the corner right here. And then goes down around California and then back around Hawaii and it makes a big loop. Okay, so and, and because of the turn right here, yeah, you end up Yeah, because of the turn with... we're on the corner, it blows out. And then it also, when it comes across here, sometimes it'll go north. It's called the Alut Gyre. Okay. And so we're on the, we're right on the corner. So we get any wind out of the west, we get it. Hats. Hats. Hundreds of hats. Lots of hats from all over. This one here is the Navy, Japanese Navy. Wow. wow. <laughs> this is a little, this section here is all bottles and cans. It's all got different uh, countries writing on them. Pepsi can with Japanese writing. Uh, Japanese, Chinese, Lysol. Russian. I can recognize some of the cans and labels, yeah. you know, uh, Coca-Cola. These are the uh, survey stakes ripped out by the tsunami in Japan. Oh, really? Property corners. Wow. And uh, a lot of different wooden things here, buoys. Um, these are mall wooden mallets from the old sailing ships. There's all the sake bottles. That, that was the preferred drink of the sailors too, the rice wine. Wow, these things have to be old, these mallets. Yeah. From the sailing ships. That had to have been, what, 1800s? Yeah. 1700s? So going back to the hats... I had my friend here at the uh, my 40-year class reunion 10 years ago, and he come through here and he goes, Bocon, he says, I work for Boeing, I worked for that outfit for 11 years. He says, I probably knew the guy that wore that hat. And I took it down and I looked on the inside for a name and I said, Rich Clark, do you know Rich? And he goes, yeah, I worked with him for 10 years. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. Coconuts. Coconuts. You've had coconuts come over from Hawaii, huh? Yeah. This is the toy wow. section, everything you can think of, even a rubber chicken. Yes. Tennis rackets, squirt guns. So Just, this this is some more container spill. This is the tub toy one with the ducks, and uh, they made it, wrote a book called Moby Duck. On it. <laughs> this is one of my uh, better items here. It's a sea lion bit this plastic crate and broke his tooth off in there. Oh, there's a tooth going all the way through the, the plastic crate. It's like a milk carton, that, but I don't know what it was. It was a lot taller but, uh, bottles. Socky. Socky oh, case. Socky. <coughs> and then this is a Boeing 727 jet engine center spinner cone. Really? Boeing told me what it was, but they wouldn't tell me what plane it came from. So it's a pressurized cylinder that had fire retardant in it. So if the engine caught on fire, this blew out, went through the engine and put it out. They probably know what what. Plane oh, I'm sure they do. It's got all the numbers, got all the on, numbers yeah. on it. Wow. I wonder if it's from a plane wreck or if it's. Well, uh, I don't know if a motor something. engine fell off or wrecked or what. They won't tell me. Huh. This is this is metal stuff here that people always go. How'd that wash up? And it's like it was either attached to something that floated or, you know. You've got some heavy stuff here. Yeah. Some big bolts, uh, shovel parts. A couple of metal floats. I, I could see how that one would float because it'd be full of air. A manifold off of something, uh, uh, some sort of a car. And 
And if there's like a boat on, the, boat on the beach, I'll take parts off of it. Wow. So and this lighters. Is a, <laughs> yeah, this is the dog toy section. And this is the lighter section. Lots of lighters. Lots of lighters. You've got to have 1,500 lighters in this little area. So there's melted plastic, melted wax. And where would that come from? Just it sat out there and got hot in the Your sun? Your guess or? is good as mine. There's uh, fishing lures. <laughs> Tons of fishing lures. So these are the older bottles. These are the original bottles that we used to pick up. And we'd only bring one of each back because there were so many of them back in the day. Really? So we'd bring one each kind of bottle back. And now everything's plastic. So if it's a glass bottle, we bring it back. Huh. Dolls? This, is, this was the first container that I've ever brought back was from the 70s. And it's a bunch of Raggedy Ann heads. Yep. There were the rest of the Raggedy Ann's there, or were they just bringing them no, back they were to just sew the, on? No, they were just the heads. Just the heads. That's crazy. There was hundreds of them, thousands of them in and out of the driftwood. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Fishing poles, <laughs> tape. So this is what they do use now on the nets. It was this, is these plastic ones from here down to there. Uh-huh. And before that, it was these styrofoam ones. Right. Before that, the, the natural one was the cork back there you saw and the cedar floats here. Okay. And then they went to glass. And all of it's from Japan. Do you find no, a lot not of all of it. Do you no. find a lot of American stuff or? Oh, there's some like the the wooden floats were American or Canadian. Okay. Um, so then you'll notice these big iron rings on the floor here. These are mast rings and boom rings from the old sailing ships that crashed on the coast out here in the 1800s. Wow. And there were a lot of shipwrecks out here. Yes. It's amazing when you look at like the Maritime Museum there in Astoria has. Uh, maps of all the different ships that wrecked, and there were four or five thousand of them. It's oh, up and down the coast, yeah. And this is sea glass. This is what a lot of people go to the beach for now. Sea glass, the polished, broken glass. Right. You've got some really big pieces there. That is cool. These are fish attraction buoys. And how do those work? They just put a bunch of these floating out there, and the fish like to hide in the shade of something. In the middle of the ocean, there's no shade. So when they go fishing, they go out alongside these buoys, and there's always fish there. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's cool. You've got a, a knot of uh, fish line here that's, I guess yeah. it's a tangled that fish was net. That a fishing net, yeah. I got, got loose and tangled up. A backpack. That's the one I had custom made to pack all this off the beach. It's made out of aluminum conduit and marine duck material so it won't break. Then it broke me down and I had to retire it. I was, I was going to say, I'm, that pack's not big enough to bring in half the stuff you have here. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, wow. This is, the, this is the most famous thing here is all my messages and bottles that I found. Oh, really? These are all messages. Ship surgeon on USS Oklahoma. School kids. My favorite one is this school kid here from eastern Washington. He tells about his project in his school, and then he goes on to say, I have two brothers and one sister. My dad wrestles a lot. I got a stepmother, too. She is lazy. Your friend, John. <laughs> Thank you, John. I'll, wow. I'll be back again. He's not gonna You've got a whole, a whole book here. Yeah. Letter, Dear Santa. <laughs> What's the oldest one you found? The oldest one's 41 years. Really? Yeah. 
Now, do you ever write to these people? I write, I write to all of them. You write to all of them and let them know that you found it. Yep. Now, these are all uh, sea beans, drift seeds from the tropics of South America. Uh, the Amazon, most of them. They'll wash out the Amazon in the rains, go up the coast um, with the current, the Atlantic current goes up and goes into the Gulf Coast, up around Florida, and then goes back out in the ocean. And I have a friend in Texas, and I go beachcombing with them down there, and this is what they beachcomb for down there. You've got chestnuts? Hamburger beans. Oh, hamburger beans. Sea purses. These are sea hearts. And then there's walnuts, walnuts. black ones, walnuts. These are sea coconuts. Uh, wow. Box fruit, brain beans, calabash. <laughs> these are all the rare ones here. Wow. This is just so cool. And in this room, there's a lot of one-of-a-kind stuff, stuff with names on it so they can contact people. Um, so this cabinet here is all medical waste. It's locked up. find a lot of that on the East Coast and the Gulf Coast. Because they dump out in the ocean. They used to dump out there in metal containers. Now the metal containers are rotting out and they're floating up. Wow. So a lot Fake of things. Fake mussels. Yeah. These some big barnacles. What are all these containers on the... These are bait boxes for crab pots. The whole ceiling is oh, covered with them. Yeah, yeah, you've got thousands of them in here. This seashell collection, an old friend of mine, before he passed away, he donated it to the museum. Some of those my wife and I got when we were first together. This is a homemade drum that washed up on the beach. Don't know what kind of huh. fur it is. It's just, a, it looks like it's skin yeah. stretched over a... Deer hide or something. Cylinder. So these are these glass floats in the cases here, these are the ones the collectors like because of the shape, the marking, or the color. Okay. They've got water in them. This one here is my favorite in the whole museum. It's dumbbell shaped. Nobody's found one like it before. Does anybody know why or where? Well, or no. Any it's history it's on probably it? Japanese, and somebody might have been messing around with the blow pole and rolling it on there instead of rolling the pole on there. And you've got some dark colored ones, some black, some blue kind of ambers, greens, blues. All different colors. My wow. wife does all these driftwood sculptures. There's trees, horses, whales, birds. Some Crewman's flight deck helmet. Scientific instruments in the side the buoys. Wow. Here's a gray whale, juvenile gray whale skull. And that washed up on shore? Yeah. Well, the whale dies on the Washes up on the shore dead, and then after a few years, they polishes all okay. the bad stuff okay. off. Okay, okay. So even a Mormon Bible. <clears throat> okay. And the weirdest thing I ever found was habusaki. It's a snake in the... Oh, you've got a snake, snake in, in the there. sake bottle. Really? Yeah. So the, the Asians would put the habu snake in there, and it would drown when it got in there. And they would release this venom when it drowned, but the, the alcohol neutralizes the venom, but when they drink it, they think they're getting the mojo from the snake. <laughs> so this case has some of my best stuff, like knives, um, net mending tools, stuff from shipwrecks, uh, carved bird, carved slingshot, uh, whale air bones, whale teeth, ambergris, uh, fossilized whale vertebrae, and the mammoth tooth are four to 24 million years old. Wow. There's coal from a coal shipwreck down south here. There's a, a leg bone from a Spanish explorer, short-legged pony from the Gulf Coast. That's the, that's the first place 
the Spanish brought their horses was into the Matagorda Island there. Uh huh. When they come to the Americas. This is crazy. And these are dead eyes. This is what they have for to separate their rigging ropes on a sailing ship. Oh. The ropes that go up to run everything. This is crazy that this stuff's still washing special, up. Got special sake bottles. Um, I got ginseng root and Korean wine bottle. Um, Cornelia agate. I've got some uh, mortar and pestles. Native anchors and grinding stones and stuff. Uh, lots of bobbers. These are drift cards that they sent out to see where the, they drift to. And these were University of Washington drift study, the big umbrellas there, huh. jellyfish ones, heart rocks. I got. You know, oh, look at the size of that star or the sand dollar. Yeah, that thing's what six inches in diameter. Eight. Eight. That's huge. I've never seen one that big. These are, we always called these turtle rocks. So I had a geologist. A uh, cousin of a friend of mine looked it up, and it's a vitrolic pillow lava. Huh. I do a lot of art on a, a lot of my stuff. As you probably noticed outside. Oh, outside, yeah. We're, we're just on the inside. We're, we haven't even started to the outside yet. This is just amazing. This place is fascinating. I wish I could say I found something on the beach, but I... Because I, I, I was there first. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Driftwood, a boat anchor, some boat anchors. Got more driftwood. I made a hanging chair out of a buoy. Oh. And uh, whale bones, drift rib bones, vertebrae. That a nine foot bone there's a lower jaw bone from an adult gray whale. The boat, did the boat wash up too? No, that was a oh. friend of mine's dad used that for trapping years ago. Okay. So out here, this is all my rocks over the years i had them all and there's 46 buckets full of rocks that i just been packing off and i decided to just put them out so people could see them a couple of anchors now up here there's a boat sticking out that was my boat that i used to run across the lake to get into a trail to the beach and it i had to retire it built the um, plastic jug sculpture uh there's three boats full of buoys one of them came from the tsunami then i've got a uh, Hobie cat catamaran there. It's on a swivel. I just have to put the waiting for a calm day to put the sail up and it turns in the wind. Oh, okay. You found the boat uh, from the tsunami or you found no. all the floats? No. The floats. Okay. No, the, that one boat in the middle is from the tsunami. From the tsunami. With the one okay. with the silver thing sticking out of it. Right. I found four boats that just blew over from the tsunami, but that's the only one I brought back. Okay. Wow. He's got floats out here of all different sizes, from floats that are probably seven foot tall and, and four foot in diameter to just small ones for the uh, gill nets that are just, uh, yeah. All those tires and wheels came from the tsunami there. Oh, really? Bunch of crab nets. <laughs> and then you've got a buoy tree or something very similar to that. So my big tower was the first thing I ever did. It's a crane boom covered with buoys with a big six foot steel ball on the top. And how um, many buoys are there? I didn't count them. 5,000? Oh, all together? I uh, know, I just, 
See, that was the, just that center tower was there. Uh -huh. And then later on, I built the wall around it and started filling in over the years. So. And, the, and, and these buoys have all different colors, blues, reds, whites, yellows, blacks. Uh, Those are the crab pot buoys and the round ones are the long line buoys. Now, just out of curiosity, because I see lots of the buoys with the different colors, do these uh, guys with the crab pots, do they have kind of like a brand? They've got a white buoy with a red stripe and a black bottom or is a it lot just... of Yeah, a lot of them will have their own color scheme, the okay. commercial ones. Private, if, you, if it's a private person, you got to have a red and white one with your name and stuff on it. These okay. guys will have that. They'll have a, either a name or a number on them, but they have to have that tag. That's their license on them. Okay. So anyways, that, and I kept piling the buoys up there. And then the first year of COVID, I wasn't open. I built this one here and the top turns in the wind. It's, it's a great big windmill. It's got four different sides, uh, four different rods coming out, and he's got some great big buoys on there that catch the wind, and then he's got at the bottom a whole bunch of the black floats. And so, are those Japanese floats also? Yes. Okay. And then, being said, buoys were so many on my pile there, the black and yellow ones, that they kept rolling off. So my monkey trees here, I started piling them in underneath there now. Okay. Well, now I have to think of another tower to build. Uh-oh. You better get busy. <laughs> What's over here? You've got a tank with a bunch of floats hanging off. Well, there was a wooden fence there that fell down, and my brother has the wrecking yard next door. I told him to put those old fuel tanks up there, and I'd cover them with buoys for a fence. Oh, cool. Okay. And that all works. those buoys came after the tsunami. That's amazing how much stuff came and over. I just did this um, a couple weeks ago around my driveway put the poles in and all the buoys right oh, that's cool. to line the the line the drive the way the driveway is and some of my better colorful ones are against my shop over there it's just amazing you can look everywhere you look you see something different i, I don't think you could stand here for for four or five hours and, and take it all in and even my wife's garden when we got the fence up i started putting stuff on it Oh no! <laughs> oh yay! You've got oh. some heavy rope around there too. Yeah. How do you have those big, huge buoys here? Uh, brought them on my trailer. See, back in the day, I was a volunteer. When I was a young man, I was a volunteer with the park, and we would do the beach cleanups. I was kind of in charge of it, so I would, they would, they would bag the people would bag the garbage up. And I'd put it in nets, and they'd fly it off with a helicopter. So I'd always go to a beach where I had something big, or a bunch of stuff stashed. That's the beach that I coordinated, so I got my stuff flown right off. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, when you find some of this really good stuff that's too big to pack off, do you have to call somebody to come sit by it so another beachcomber doesn't pick it up? Or? Well, no. If it's too big anymore, I just take a picture of it. Oh. Because you can't fly the beach anymore because it's a marine sanctuary. Right. You can still remove anything that floats up on the beach, though? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's... There was a half million dollar safe boat, which is the boats like the Fish and Wildlife and the Navy and the Coast Guard use with the yeah. rubber around it and the outboard motors right. run around with. There's one of those washed up on the beach brand new and I tried to get my brother to come down with this cat trailer and yard it off for me and he wouldn't do it. And next next morning the Coast Guard come and claimed it. So Oh. It's a first come, first first uh, claim gets it. Yeah, yeah. So these, these big steel buoys, they're all Russian buoys. Oh, really? They, they made their buoys out of steel, so they used their, their, uh, uh, all their brass and stuff for the war, for munitions and stuff.
And so these are these are World War II vintage. Yeah, probably most of them. Huh. And then this stuff here is just a lot of lumber from the beach, big beams and things stuff. that washed away from different wharfs. This or? when I first started beach Coleman, there was a uh, lumber spill out here, and I was dragging lumber back off all the trails, and this. This part of my garage here was here before the house was, and it's built with 85% lumber from the beach. Really? Yeah. Now, the lumber, the the uh, lumber that comes, that washes up on the beach. If you cut that and, and plane it and stuff, does it have real pretty colors to it, or? Well, is it... you're not gonna plane it because it's got sand in it. Nobody's okay. Gonna... Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if any of the deadheads and stuff that came up on the beach were. Well, some people do you do it, but they, you have to. Uh, Probably cant it with a chainsaw because you're not going to run it through a sawmill. It'll dull your saw. Right. And then once you've got the outer layer off, then you can you can mill it. But nobody's going to, you know. Huh. I've got a stack of uh, two inch by three inch by six and a half foot mahogany boards upstairs that came one year. There was a bunch of them showed up. They're real heavy and real dense, but you don't you don't want to cut them because they've been rolling around the sand, you know. Right. I never thought about that aspect of it. But I've used them, you know, myself and just with a skill saw cut them, you know, and you can always buy another skill saw blade, you know. Huh. For the cost of lumber nowadays. Yeah, oh geez. It's gone absolutely nuts, hasn't it? But because I took my plumbing shop and turned it into a museum where I was gonna store restore my old Studebaker trucks, then I had to build a new shop to do that, so that's what I got over there. Studebaker trucks. Yeah. I got the two, pickups or? I got two 48 Studebaker ton and a half trucks. Okay. Flatbed and a dump bed. Oh, that's cool. That's way cool. Well, this is just an awesome museum. This is just so fascinating to see all the stuff that washed up. I had no idea that stuff like this happened. I appreciate you taking us through this, John, and talking to us about some of the different items you have. Uh, and I'm opening up a new section in the, the loft in the back. My friend passed away in Texas that I used to go beachcombing with, and he had a big shop full of stuff. And I've got one load I've already brought back from it. And his stuff's going to be on the upper end there. I'll have uh, Mike's section of the museum. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. So do you have a website? No. Well, if you go to Google, it shows their website they built for me but it's not nothing okay what about facebook you on facebook not anymore no okay so you just kind of got to know about it yeah you you, you can't miss it when you're driving down the road you can go on any social media thing and it's on there it's on atlas obscura it's on trip advisors on all of those you know right okay well i appreciate you taking the time today to talk with me show me things And I always finish out my podcast by saying the world is full of wonder. People need to get out and explore. And this is the classic example of getting out and exploring who knows what in the heck you're going to find. Exactly. And everybody have an absolutely wonder-filled day. All the rolling go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?